Hello and welcome to the PhD Life Raft podcast. I'm Emma Brzezinski and today I am talking to the marvellous Sajni Haria. We are talking about anxiety and the PhD and Sajni shares her own experiences of how to manage that anxiety during the PhD process. We talk about journaling, we talk about weekends and we also talk about how seeing your PhD from the top down can help to manage overwhelm. So I do hope you enjoy this episode. Sajni. Hi, nice to nice to finally meet you. I know we've been emailing backwards and forwards um, yes. and I feel like I've got to know you a little bit um, and it is really lovely to actually meet you properly now. Um, thank you so much because you reached out to me and um, to talk about, um, said you'd be happy to talk about your experiences um, and I, I'm always so grateful for for people doing that because first of all and I know that that that's not always an easy thing to do um but I also know how much it is appreciated by other people just before we started recording we were saying how much we wish there'd been yeah. people talking about these kinds of things before when we were doing our PhDs um and so I do I really appreciate it I really appreciate you taking the time so thank you so much for being here of course well thank thank you for having me on it's a it's a pleasure um, and I always start by quizzing people. So to tell us a little bit about um, your journey um, into and through the PhD. OK, so my journey was very, very mixed. Um, I'm sure many people have gone through similar feelings that I went through. It was definitely a roller coaster. But the first thing I want to say before diving in is that now looking back on my journey and my PhD, I am so happy and incredibly proud of myself for persevering through those tough moments and for anyone who is going through that right now just know that just just push through it because you you're not going to regret it at the end and you will look back on your journey and you'll think of all the good things that you did um and you won't be feeling bad on all the tough moments so I just want to say that first that's gorgeous Um, and and I think that that's so important isn't it that you will you want to um remember that you will look back on the good times I I always encourage people to have like a PhD bucket list in terms of the things that they want to experience so that you can look back on that and go yeah that was a time when I did whatever it what it is love that what fantastic advice thank you so so tell us it was mixed tell us tell us about the mixedness so um I, I first I got into it because I did a master I did my my undergraduate master's in chemistry at the University of Birmingham and I did a master's project in a research group and the reason I got into my PhD was because I I absolutely loved what I was doing but it was more about the application of what I was doing um, my project was essentially um, um, beneficial for targeted cancer therapy so that's what really motivated me knowing that uh, my research could potentially impact people's lives. Amazing. Um, so Amazing. That's, thank you. <laughs> that that's the reason why I got into it. And to and um, with the current role that I have been doing, it's just I think it's incredible what people do with research. So 
so that yeah that's how I got into it and I would say that um my first year was very happy it was very like I have all this training I have all these new things I'm doing I'm learning all these new how to use these new instruments and I'm starting off my project pushing it forward and I'd say I probably halfway through I got that got through that year um, is when things started not to work and it was getting a bit repetitive um I I know many of my friends have also gone gone through these feelings so I think that's when the pressure when when I started to feel pressure it became more of a challenging environment mm, mm. um and many um it's not just you do your project you know you have teaching commitments you have mm. um master t- students who, you, who you're supervising mm. you might be doing more than one project there, there's just so many things yeah. that you're doing yeah. um and I think it's really important well I wish that I started thinking like this before think of it like a job because I didn't have industry experience. I went straight from my undergraduate to a PhD. So I've never had this outside perspective. Mm. I I think it's so easy to get stuck into a student mindset where it's constant go, 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 always in in the details, always deep in your work. Um, And a PhD is very different. When something doesn't work, you dive in deeper. You find out why it doesn't work. it's very different in a normal job. You, in a normal job, you might move on to something that does work and brings in money. Mm, so mm. I think I think it's very, that's one thing I would say is look at it like a job because the weekend's there for you to pause. It's there for you to take a break. So use it. And if you're if you're having a hard day, just think. Um, think of your next day as a fresh start don't go into the next day feeling demotivated because it's so easy to do that and that's how that's what I got stuck into this Mm. cycle Mm. so Mm. I think yeah definitely I think I think that's what basically what happened to me but what I did do once it started affecting me a bit more in my day-to-day life the the feeling of anxiety stress management not feeling it and being demotivated essentially um, I started going to well-being sessions at the university of at the university, and I highly recommend doing something like this. Even if you don't have anxiety or you don't have anything affecting you, I think it's just so nice. There's something so nice talking about talking to someone who you don't know, and having an outside perspective on what you're going through. Having some reassure. It's always nice to be reassured that you're not doing things wrong, and it's okay mm. to have certain feelings. Mm. Mm, oh, absolutely. I mean, obviously, I'm a bit biased because I'm a therapist, but <laughs> I think I think um, I think I think that sense of, as you say, you put so elo- eloquently in terms of having some another perspective, another set of eyes, and and somebody to kind of just listen, listen, and say, yeah, you know, that's normal. That's we, you know, that's that's okay because what what we all know is we are harder on ourselves than we would ever be on anybody else. We say horrible things to ourselves that we would never utter. And so actually to have somebody listen and to counteract that voice, that internal critic, um, and help you to turn the volume down on that, I think is, is yes, brilliant, really brilliant. Um so you talked about anxiety. We, we're going to kind of dive into that a bit deeper in a minute, okay. but there was so much good stuff in there in, that, that you said in terms of the first year being kind of good. And then I think lots of people will relate to this messy middle bit, this yeah. bit where 
lots of things coming to play and it starts to the the pressure starts to build and just being aware of these phases of the PhD because I think people begin the PhD and expect all the PhD to be like that you're going to go through phases and just know that that's part of the journey I think that's really useful to remember Um, and this idea of of taking breaks and and having time that it's not it can't be constant because I think as you say being a student coming from and probably if you're on a PhD, you've been a very successful undergrad student. Actually, that way that many people work on an undergrad or even a master's programme in terms of going for it um, yeah. constantly, it's not It's not really, it's not going to cut it on a PhD, no. really. No, it, you'll, you'll find yourself feeling stuck sometimes. And and I, I, I mean, I find myself feeling guilty so many times because I was taking a break I was taking a, a week off you you're allowed to take a week off yeah, yeah, um yeah. It's, it's there for you to pause reset um you know do something for yourself because when you come back you, you hopefully you'll become you'll be more productive yes absolutely absolutely and um I think sometimes it can help to look at the kind of the the um the standard holidays that are given at the university and because sometimes we need that external verification so that sense of coming well look everyone else at the university is on holiday like we've we've just come out of the Christmas holidays and I know this is a really difficult time for some people in terms of when do I stop and when do I keep working but kind of going well there are national bank holidays there are discretionary days that universities give you would get so many days holiday a year and just know that that's there and that's on the statute books and so that's that's okay for you to take time too I think that's really really important thank you for reminding us of that um so let's come back then to anxiety because that was something that we thought particularly you could talk about so you had that own your own experience of that um I wondered if you wanted to say any more about that or we just kind of take that yeah. So, um, so as I said, um, that halfway through is when I started doing something a bit more about it. I started going to well-being sessions. Um, the thing I took away from that, um, because I only had um, a couple, uh, was I started writing in a journal, mm. um, and it was sort of an outlet for me. Whenever something happened, something tough happened, maybe a bad experiment, for example, I, I wrote it down in my journal, and maybe a couple of days I would look at what I wrote and I would think okay I didn't need to react that way it's, it's all fine now you're fine so it yes, was a sort yes, of a way yes. of reflection and just realizing that that moment was I, I was my mind was not thinking in the in the right way which is fine but now you're fine so you don't need oh. to worry I love I love the journaling so so much I love it and like you say in terms of being a place where you can put it all there and you can kind of yeah. have a look at it and come back and have a conversation with yourself exactly. and again PhD there's this brilliant book called why smart people hurt which I haven't read all of I do have to confess this is <laughs> great but it's talking about how smart people which we are doing PhDs have brilliant brains they are brilliant. They're switched on. They are super creative. And the, the amazing thing about having a creative, you know, imaginative, creative brain is that you think up all these new ideas. That's what you're doing as a PhD. The problematic part of having a brilliant brain is it is really able to cl- it quickly conjure 
all sorts of fear casting what's going to happen in the future what this means like it's firing and it's super clever so it's kind of it's, it's coming up with all these really um convincing arguments about why you're never going to finish your PhD and why it's going to turn out like this so this sense of of actually being able to process that slow it down I think is brilliant and as you say this journaling practice awesome and did you have a special a a special book or a special time or is it just as it comes um it's it's really interesting you said that actually because um I admittedly wasn't that good with journaling at this point it was a habit that I didn't stick to consistently but eventually I got to a good point um during my lab time in my research where I felt so much better in myself but then the pandemic happened um fortunately for me I I I just finished my lab work. So all I had left to do was to write my thesis. Right. Um, but yes, it, it was, I felt so isolated um, being at home alone. Um, I mean, my partner goes to work every day, but I'm still home alone in the day. Mm. And I was also away from my family. Mm. So it was a very tough time. And although it was probably actually the toughest time in terms of my anxiety and my journey, but it was also the most important part of my journey because I think this is the time I grew, I felt I grew the most personally. Mm. Mm. Um, I re- It really forced me to pause. Um, if I, for example, um, have an anxiety attack, it really forced me to think, okay, you can't feel guilty about this one day that mm. took, that you, that took you away from your work. You need to learn how to Um, recover from this learn methods that are really good for you try different things so this is when I really spent time listening to podcasts um I even tried a bit of meditation so many different things to find what really works for me Mm. um and ironically it was after I submitted my thesis that I really felt I I I got it but the two important things was I spent a lot of time on myself which meant that when I did get to a good point in my writing up, I felt good. And the second thing was a really good support system. Um, I had, I'm really lucky to have my fam. My family were there on the phone all the time. I, I was calling them crying like, oh, you know, this didn't work. And um, they were always there on the phone to me and my friends. So I think having a support system, not only in your PhD, even your life after your PhD, mm. it's just so important. Mm. These are the people who are going to help you. Um, they, they were there to see the light at the end of the tunnel for me at times that I couldn't. Mm. Mm, absolutely. Oh, blimey. Well, we can't do it on our own, can we? That's that's the kind of, that's the fallacy that you could do it on your own. Um and I love that you talked about, you, you, you were talking to yourself, talking to yourself, that positive self-talk in terms of, of, of really taking yourself by the hand and being a good friend to yourself. And I love that. And I love that you said about kind of getting yourself to a place where you felt good about yourself. I always say it, you know, the PhD is a personal development program and you get a thesis as a kind of bonus. <laughs> actually you are you're on a journey it's a personal development journey and I I think that like you said finding things what you've said about finding things that suit you is brilliant and I also just want to reflect back in terms of you saying you you wasn't very you're not very good at journaling it's like it it really because I think a lot of people feel like that you don't it's not an exam it's like if it suits you if it helps you brilliant if it helps you brilliant and it might be that you journal so much for one week and then you just know it's there 
but you don't have to beat yourself up because you're not doing it every day because it isn't you, what we're looking for what it sounds like you found in a really great way is things that would support you rather than feeling like another burden another thing to have to do is actually supporting exactly. you and I love your resourcefulness I think that's really um, inspiring in terms of trying out different things gathering material in how amazing is that anything yeah. else about because you said then you had this sort of period of reflection on yes what you'd learned anything else from there so um, that's one thing I wanted to say was um, with the journaling um, during during my PhD, I, I wasn't in a consistent habit of doing it. But mm. the what I did found that because be, that's because I didn't know what to journal. Right, um, right, right. I didn't know where to start. Right. And I see I see so many people post it on Instagram and, and they, they have, you know, they're writing all the I just didn't know. And it wasn't feeling right for me. Right. But in the end, what I found what works for me is um, I don't always do it every day, maybe weekly or a couple yeah. weeks, every couple yeah. weeks, yeah. Um, I write down three things that I'm grateful for, um, which really brings you back to to like the present. You know what yes. the the yes. big yes. picture yes. is yes. about. Um, three affirmations. Um, I don't always do that, but when I feel like it, I do. And I think the important thing, which really helps me and look at myself in a positive way, is I reflect on what I've done since the last time I journaled. I write down everything that I did was successful. And it can be as simple as I went to the gym three times a week, or I cooked a really delicious meal, or it could be about your PhD. Um, I passed my Viva. I I wrote a chapter or I did a successful experiment. It, ha- it can be as big or as small as you want, but but it's really important to look look at all your wins because it's so easy to, to always think about the negatives. And I mean, when I reviewed my year, I had to look at my phone just to remember, the photos on my phone just to remember some of the things I did because you'd be surprised how many things we forget. So I always do that. And I then I then what I do is what I'm going to do better in the next week. Um, and next to it, I write the action of how I'm going to do it. So I think um I have this record, uh, you know, monthly record or whatever that allows me to help me improve, always improve myself personally or professionally. So I think that's that's important, that personal growth. And what's what helps me do it is reflection. Love it. I think we all need. A bit of Sajni in our ears, right? Oh, thank you. <laughs> Reminding us. No, this is gorgeous, really gorgeous in terms of coming into the present. Because of course, that's the fear casting. That's our brilliant brains putting us into the future and the, the, the catastrophes. Coming into the present, then you were talking about your affirmations and this positive, this positive affirmation for yourself and what you've done that was was great. I oh, love it. I love it. I love it. Um so I, I'm going to ask now this unfair question, which I ask everybody in terms of do you have a top tip or some top tips for us? Yes. So the main thing is whatever stage you are at of your PhD, start now. Start learning about yourself now because you will get to a stage at some point in life, whether it's not your PhD, whether it's after it, that there will be tough times. Um, just so. So start now so you have measures in place to help yourself um, and to know that things are always going to get better. This this is this is just a and it's a PhD is not meant to be easy, right? Yeah. So yeah. so have have that support, whatever it is that works for you, support system, reflection, whatever is journaling, taking time, just do it all, learn about yourself. So it's there to help you when you need it. And the 
second thing I would say specifically about your PhD, what really helped me was when I felt overwhelmed, this is something I did in my write-up stage, always look at your project top, this is what I did, always look at my project top down. So if you have three main objectives for one project, write them down and then branch down into details. Don't just, don't straight, don't straight away go into the details because it's so easy to then become really overwhelmed Mm. so look at things top down see that there's a story because at the end of the day that's what my examiners wanted to see from me there was a story Mm. so and you'll I guarantee you you'll feel so much better after doing that I love this yes amazing amazing Uh, that sense of how to how to counteract overwhelm brilliant brilliant Sajdi, thank you so much. That there's so much good stuff in there. As I say, we we all need you, your telephone number, basically. <laughs> to call you up. Um, really brilliant. And th- thank you so much for your generosity of spirit in sharing in sharing this. That's I really appreciate that. And thank you also for the amazing work that you're doing on working on cancer. This is this is amazing. Um, thank and you. You're continuing that work and what important work it is. Thank you for that. Um, And thank you all for listening.